That sounds like a gay soap opera. You like gay soap opera? I like Candle Cove. Welcome, folks. It is Couchcast time again. Couchcast number 45, I believe. I am Master Dorgo. Talking Lord. The famous Paul. Hades Jeff. And uh, we're here to talk Weekend Geek. Of course, uh, please take some of this Weekend Geek stuff with a grain of salt, because we are approaching April 1st. I hate yes. April Fool's Day. I hate those people mm. that... They go, hey, got your nose, April Fools, or the equivalent thereof. I can't stand those people. <laughs> Who has gotten you with the "Hey, got your nose" on <laughs> that, April? That's Fools? a new one on me. No, but that's that's what it's like to me. That's what it's like to you. When people come up and like spew bullshit at me on April first. I you you equate it to I, I got your nose. To, hey, I got my nose. Are you talking about like somebody that spins a uh, you know a really sad, tragic but believable story, and then at the very end goes. Oh, and by the way, April Fools. Yeah. What? Oh, okay. I hate that no, shit. that that well, that's just being evil. It's well, just stupid. I do, but however, I do enjoy like the website stuff that goes around. Like uh, World of Warcraft does great April Fool stuff. I have no idea what they do. Oh no, just go to the page on April Fools, and they say like, "Hey, we're gonna have a guitar oh, peripheral for World of Warcraft." And people are like, "What? No, uh." Didn't Google do something with their web page a few years Google back? Google always on there? does something. I mean, I know they always do something, but like, wasn't it like something big? Like, like every search string that you did came up with Rickroll, didn't really, it? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> didn't they do that? Didn't they I think you? I think you're right. I think like you you click on the link, thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to the page that I searched for. Yeah, Rickrolled everybody. Yeah, cool companies do that because they have nothing but time on their hands. So. Is it any wonder? Yeah, <laughs> my company awesome. does not do that. <laughs> Of course, I work for myself. Yeah, you are your own company. Of course, some of you out there might assume that the Bobby episode of the Ugly Couch Show was an April Fool's thing. No, that was right. That was true. That was real, and that was from the heart. Lies, and it went right to my heart. No, no kidding. Mine had a little too much mayo on it. Dude, a little you, too much mayo. Do you know how hard it is to eat that much Bobby in that little time? Oh, it's tough. You know, we weren't eating the nine incher. We were eating the. How big is the medium? Well, I think it's the. Wasn't it like nine? Shut up, Matt. Isn't it like nine inches, fourteen inches, and then? Uh, wow, wow. Dig, dig, dig. <laughs> I think Jeff's a little tired. He's I'm like, the ladder. No, I, I, I get it. I'm just saying. Me personally, stuff. I'm the ladder. Uh, Whatever. You want. What? Whatever. Oh. He's to tuck it into his pant leg. <laughs> no, it wraps around my leg. Eek. Lord, Glurk. <laughs> Speaking of news, you don't give a shit about. All right, here we go. News don't give. As first reported in August 2009 by Bloody Disgusting, Legendary Pictures and Warner Brothers have finally struck a deal to release a full four CGI special effects laden Godzilla reboot. Oh no! The one with Matthew Broderick. It's a reboot, so there will be yeah. no Broderick. No. Oh, so it's a new thing. It's yeah. a new thing. Man, I don't care. S- says legendary CEO Thomas Tull, Godzilla is one of the world's most powerful pop culture icons, and we at Legendary are thrilled to be able to create a modern epic based on this long-loved Toho franchise. Our plans to produce the Godzilla that we, as fans, would want to see. We intend to do justice to those essential elements that have allowed this character to remain a pop culturally relevant for as long as it has. Is Godzilla really a character? D- he is a character. He's a, he's a, he's a bully. He's a bully. He is a bully. Here we go. He's the, like, he's like the guy's from Brick. He's Japan's, he's Japan's uh, you know, 
zeitgeist manifestation of nuclear apocalypse horror. Okay. Okay, yeah, that I get. That you I get. You know what I mean? He is he is he is their boogeyman in a lot of ways, but he's also a hero. Yeah. Later you know, on, he certainly was with but the sometimes Godzilla he's a versus shit. Godzilla. But sometimes he's a shit. It's really Huron. weird. He started as a shit and became a hero. Yeah, it's really weird, though. But then also, even in the ep- some of them ones where he's a hero, Opera. he's mistreating Godzuki. That is true. So it's like, how do, Godzuki. You, how do you root for this guy who's being so cruel to Godzuki? It's a net domestic violence. I yeah, love another Godzuki. abusive parent, right? <laughs> That's right. You don't care if you save the world if you beat your child. That cartoon was the best, though. Just like Bing Crosby. I want oh, the DVD really? of Godzilla cartoon. Did you ever see that shit? Yes, oh, I remember and it, that. and it was, and Godzuki. Oh, yes. yes. He's come oh, flying in. No, and he sounded remember. like, who did he sound like? Godzuki, he was like, meh, meh, meh. He had like a Oh, it's been sound. too long. Wasn't Godzuki man. like a semi-retarded Yeah, I mean, they made him into kind of a, yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. Well, well I think how, yeah. well, because Godzilla kept beating him. <laughs> I think Legendary, Legendary is missing the point of Godzilla. Uh, I think the essential part of, that, of Godzilla that makes Godzilla uh, so wonderful as a pop culture icon mm-hmm. is its campiness. It's some dude in that a rubber help. suit jumping around. No matter what they do, CG, effects laden, you're going to kill it. Well, let me ask you this. is it, Aside from the style it was filmed in, is it going to be any different than uh, that uh, first person, well, I forget what the name of that movie is, the monster that attacked New York? From a Blair Witch point of view, oh, oh, oh you're talking uh, about um, isn't that just a Godzilla that movie? movie? Oh, Cloverfield, Cloverfield, isn't that just a Godzilla it's movie? It's like a Godzilla movie, except it's Godzilla movie. It's it's to a point. Yeah, it's, it, it would have been a great movie if we didn't follow around di- those douchebags. It's a monster disaster movie, but it's from the point of view of the people that are that are experiencing it, and they don't know what the hell's going on. Versus, you know. You know the voyeuristic. Oh, I'm I'm looking out at this and yeah. seeing everything that's going on in this entire thing. You're only on that one point of view. See, that's what I didn't like about Cloverfield. It killed me. Cloverfield was possibly the greatest movie of our generation. Wait for it. <laughs> Except they were just filming the wrong thing in the movie. That's I liked all. Cloverfield. I, every I time, still haven't seen it. I don't dude, know. every time they would show parts of the monster or the army kicking ass, uh-huh. they would turn. Oh, now let's let the camera follow these four morons through the sewers or something. No, <laughs> let's get what the action is. Well, but that's that's kind of the But it's it's the point, it's that, the point really. And the, well, the point is the, the again, it's it's not showing not showing what's going on makes it more terrifying in a yes. way. Also, it's it's more goes. cinema verite yeah. where it's like everything is literally the camera becomes a character and you are seeing the movie through the eyes of the camera. That's that fun. guy that's walking around with the camera. So, of course, he's not going to completely focus on the army fighting this thing. He's going to look out Does for himself getting ever? his ass out of there. No, he didn't. He did stupid things, just like everyone else in that movie did. Hi, let's go up into a building that's tilted over to rescue some girl that he's yes. not even sure that he even But was it the even camera person's him? idea? No, it was the other person in the group. And the group... <laughs> is going with this person and going, oh, well, even, so I'm supposed to go in for to mob mentality? Mob, blah, boo, boo, hiss. Dude, like, you've film. never been talked into something by your friends. Like, hey, let's go to this place and do this. No, that's stupid. Hey, Come Barry, on. let's play Three Dragon Andy. Yeah, yeah, See? that's every fucking Monday. So, you know, <laughs> I won. There you night. go. Um, no, I, I didn't like Cloverfield, and I think that was a great movie. They just They were just pointed the camera at the wrong thing. That's Could have just stopped after you saying it was a great movie. So. No, 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 <laughs> fail. 
Well, what else don't we get? Well, although out? a director has been announced in the coming weeks, Roland Emmerich, who directed the ill-conceived 1998 version, Good. has expressed no interest well, in continuing duh. with the franchise. Oh, and uh, Paul W.S. Anderson is making Buck Rogers 3D. Yes. Yeah, I heard about that. Cautiously optimistic. Well, I probably would be cautiously optimistic if it wasn't W.S. Anderson. What else did he do? Um, <laughs> the Alien vs. Predator, yes. one, two, uh, the, the Resident Evil reason. series. Yeah. Yeah, buck. Stick yeah. it in your butt, Buck. <laughs> Why do you go there? Why do you always go there? Because I, Dr. Theopolis, want you to put things in your behind and then take them into the future. <laughs> I'm Dr. Theopolis. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> Warner Brothers is bringing the video game Spy Hunter to the big screen. Uh, I heard about this like a year ago. Yep, or but, that. but they're been, they're been in pre-production for like seven years. Now. They're moving it. The studio which brought yeah, the title, large. they well, they, the thing is that the studio bought the title as part of the acquisition of Midway Games last yes, year. Right, it's tapped Chad Street St. John to uh, pen the script for the feature adaptation. The script says Hunter follows a highly trained spy whose job is to eliminate rogue agents when they become liabilities to On the government. He travels in the G6155 Interceptor, a sports car tricked out with an array of weapons that is frequently challenged by enemy vehicles. Constantly plays the Peter Gunn thing. That is a plot. Thank you. Thank you very much. Tell you what. I don't give a I don't give a rat's ass about that movie. I don't give a shit about that movie. That is perfect. I don't give a shit about it news. However, uh-huh. if it makes a mint and paves the way for more of the midway properties to get developed, that uh-huh. puts me just one step closer to a kick-ass, fully realized vision of Mortal Kombat. You haven't had that yet. No. Good wow, God, no. movie with the shitty of the game. I thought he was going to go for the Pac-Man movie. No, I want to see that. They're, they're, they're talking about that. There's a script out there. For Pac-Man? Yep. This is really? Yeah. Hey, that I love that Pac-Man cartoon, man. Have you watched Pac-Man it recently? Boxers, yeah, it's terrible, and it's, it's awesome. Uh, it's No, no, there was no Come awesome on, about that cool. terrible. Peppa, what's going on? on Peppa, what happened to the dog, Peppa? Oh, Chompa. Chompa, don't chomp me in the face. Was it 15 Love. No, what, Tony Danza? 30 like Love. Pac-Baby Love, Ghost Monsters. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Peppa, we gotta get back in the car. Pepper. I work at the Power Pet. The Power Pellet Forest. I'm a god. Lame. Oh no! Super Pack! You're crazy! You do crazy things! I am Super Pack! And I do whatever I like! I do terrible things to people! I'm rude! And I'm, I don't care for things! It was a pretty goofy It's a great cartoon! cartoon. Yeah, goofy is. It's really no, fun! Near that was part of the entire Saturday Super Kick. Yes, it was. What else was part of the Saturday Super Kick? Pitfall? Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong's Donkey awful. Kong, Donkey Kong Jr. Frogger? Remember Frogger? No, I don't yeah. remember Frogger. Frogger. Frogger, he was a reporter. <laughs> Hubert. <laughs> He's a reporter. He I was, remember Hubert. Remember Hubert? Still. There was, there was Frogger. There was Pitfall. Pitfall oh. Harry. Pitfall Harry had a show. Saturday Super Hubert was Hubert was a 50s throwback. And not part of the Supercade, but still in that kind of thing. They did the Dragon's Lair. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. Remember they did that little, did before that the commercial, you had to choose one way or Do the other. Do you think Dirk should go into the castle? Or should he try and jump back on the horse? Or should he stick his thumb in his butt and sit there? <laughs> You make the call. We're descending God, into nostalgia. Yes. Please move on quickly. Oh, that's we'll great shit, though. Saturday will return uh, after these I, I'm sure if I watch it now, I'd hate it. News you don't give a shit about. 
call it 404 Marketing. Uh-oh. Burger King is launching a campaign on Dig in which failed searches on the network will produce an error message promoting the fast feeder. For instance, if a user types in a nonsense word like the message will read, no results for were found. Looks like your search had a typo. Blame it on your tiny hands. The beefy $1 Burger King double cheeseburger gives tiny hands some trouble, too. 404 Marketing. Man, I had this idea years ago, and no one invested. What the hell? You're ahead of your time. Yeah, dude, I know. in your own mind. There it is. Why did you not trademark that shit? Copyright oh, yeah. that idea. Because I got the money to do that shit. <laughs> your mom's got the money to do that. <laughs> she does after you pay her. <laughs> and I never do. In Cheetos. <laughs> Well, if she'd, if she'd lift up a couple rolls, she'd find that there's <laughs> an abundance of payments that she's had go missing. And all the bottom water falls out. <laughs> oh, look at all my bottom water. It's all colored yellow with Cheeto, Cheeto stuff. Oh, News you don't give a shit about. Finally, Iron Man 2 cologne. Uh, Diesel is like putting out dark. a limited run variant on their Only the Brave fragrance. Fragrance. Featuring a certain arc reactor-powered clenched fist and art from Marvel. According to All the Rage, the scent, quote, Diesel, only the brave, colon, Iron Man limited edition, colon. <laughs> That's the whole name. I never, want, I never want colon in my fragrance. <laughs> yes, you do. That's the, pro- <laughs> That's the problem to begin with. <laughs> so what's it smell like? Well, it will retail for $67.50. Like... Oh! It smells like you fucking lose. Will be available for purchase in mid-April. Will contain, quote, top notes of lemon blossom, Blah! mandarin, and coriander leaves, oh. a heart of labdanum, I don't know what that is, is black rose, and lavender. It's cologne. With, yeah, really, dude. You're and a right dried track. down of amber. Tolu wood and ebony wood. Oh man! See, I would have gone with sweaty billionaire in a metal suit baking all day. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. So if I you want to smell Tony, like Tony, I don't think Tony Stark smells like a fruit salad at Wolfgang Puck's. <laughs> but I guess I could be wrong. In fact, if you've ever seen the uh, Marvel Ultimate series, when he takes that suit off, he's got like goo and yeah. antifreeze or whatever the hell. Yeah, else. he's covered in funk. Covered and bunk. in funk. Mm-hmm. Wow, I want to smell like Tony Stark after being in a hot suit. No. Yeah, sweat and gin. That's all you need for the Tony Stark. <laughs> Pour gin all over yeah, yourself. You sweat and gin. Psh, ah. Is Tony Stark a gin Refreshing. man or a whiskey man? Uh, he does a lot of cocktails. I, I, he's a cocktail man, but I'd, I'd put him probably in the more in the whiskey category. Drink whatever comes his way. That's right. In, in the throes, man, he will drink Iron Man perfume. So. See? Yeah, that's his darkest hour. He goes into his medicine cabinet. <laughs> he's trying to go clean. Breaks down his little fist. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> what have I become? Ooh, my lungs wood. smell so flowery. I'm my father. Uh, <laughs> drinking out of my own fist. <laughs> <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Getting kids to eat food that's good for them is never easy. But what if those Brussels sprouts actually look like solid gold nuggets? Mm-hmm. That's the thinking behind, this is the name of the company, Eslac, an edible food paint from Germany. You uh-uh. simply spray it onto whatever no. chow you want to add some bling to, and suddenly it looks like a gilded table decoration. And it's available in both gold and silver. Okay, is, it, is it healthy? Does it improve it? Yeah, it's got to be real healthy. How can it improve the taste in any way? It, 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 it apparently doesn't add taste. It just changes the look. It's gross. It's, it, like, I it's want that. Like edible idea. gold that isn't gold. I will idea. try that. 
I will try that. You you buy something that sounds like Sleestack? The company sounds like Sleestack? Man, look, it, it's like German. S-lack? It's German. It doesn't translate. Yeah. It Wunderbar. Probably, if it were an American company, it would be like super awesome company. Okay. <laughs> I don't like right. me some Brussels sprouts. I can't stand Brussels sprouts, but I will try them if they are solid gold Brussels sprouts. <laughs> They're still green gold. on the inside. No, thank to you. make you feel old. No, thank you. What if that does anything to your teeth? Oh, it man. It's a bling grill. Bling. Big gr- bling grill. You're going to have wrappers just spraying it directly on their teeth? For well, the... If you eat this stuff, it'll get all over your face, and your whole face will look like that huffer that snorted gold paint. <laughs> yes. You know the one with the Warriors oh, t-shirt? Yeah. Google that shit. Hey, fool, you got shit in your teeth, or is your grill in? <laughs> Man, I've been eating Brussels sprouts. Ah, oh, I thought you was wearing your bling grill. No, I'm just staying healthy. Good for you, Brahim. <laughs> <laughs> so Go Paul, ahead, then. Paul would be our guinea pig. Go ahead, then. Oh, hell, I'll eat that. I'm healthy, and give I'm styling. Give me that gold food. I'm, give, me that like gold give me that gold food. Give me that gold food. <laughs> I'm modest. <laughs> but you like vegetables. He does. I want gold plates, gold wear, and gold food. And I shit gold. <laughs> wow, there's a joke in there somewhere about shit and gold. But you can spray your shit with yeah, it, and it'll be gold shit. No, because then it'll get all the water on it. And... I'm laying bricks like Fort Knox. Well, you'd have to, you'd have to rescue <laughs> Blood it. Blood out. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? Spray it in the toilet and then go, hey, come here and look at that. Come look at this turn that I spray painted gold. Be like, and if I drink Tony Stark's cologne, it'll not only it'll be gold, it'll it'll smell like flowers. <laughs> you would totally be like setting that up, and they go, Deb, Deb, come quick. <laughs> what? <laughs> look. Look cool. You know, you know what kind of look I'll get. I know that. exactly what kind of look you'll get, which is why it would be comedy gold. Uh, Pardon the pun. Lower yeah. GI alchemy. <laughs> Glitter. <laughs> the berry who laid the golden poo. <laughs> I want this stuff. I want to buy it and try it on my food. As long it as it just stays the food. To, like trick somebody to just order a pizza and before you before you get it to him, spray paint it and be like, you won the million pizza! <laughs> Boy, talk about April Fool's. That'd be awesome. You want a gold edible pizza? What?! Solid gold Snickers bars, it's all coming. Hell Solid yeah. Gold. <laughs> all right, going on to uh, Week and Geek. Actual here's the, Week and Geek. Here's the real stuff. Warner Brothers Entertainment UK is currently offering an internship to IT literate students with a knowledge of file sharing networks to assist the company's ongoing anti piracy efforts. The internship deals with both digital and physical piracy, along with other things the applicant will have to trap, make trap purchases, maintain accounts and private sharing files. The intern will further have to scour the internet for illegally posted Warner Brothers and NBC Universal content and gather intelligence on the... They're hiring a spy. Wow. An intern to be a, spy a pirate spy. Spy narc. Man, the, uh, now's the perfect time to do it. The economy sucks and everyone needs money. The lucky student who gets the job will receive a $22,000 salary. What? For the 12-month internship that starts in July 2010. It's an internship. Yes. I was going to say, it ain't worth nothing. Applicants required to study a degree for computing-related discipline, have Java, PSP, and PHP, Perl, Python, all that sort of good stuff. What's funny is uh, Torrent Freak is encouraging all of their readers to apply for this internship yeah. to uh, provide them with regular updates on Warner Brothers' anti-piracy efforts. Well, there's that, and 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 also if you get if you get a pirate spy who's actually a spy, they could go in there and undo all of your competition's 
places where there are places. You know what I mean? Uh, like, double agents, man. Yeah. Now you know someone's going to be an actual narc. Well, that's the thing. I mean, of the, course, the, at the, that, the best at that hackers price? are the guys who who designed all this fucking DNS. Hackers, and, you know? hell, you could get a twelve-year-old kid to do this job. All it takes is a search on any torrent site for anything. That's true. Yeah. It's all out there. I know. It's easy to get it. Mm-hmm. It's out there, all right. Lame. Tech Radar tells us, speaking at a press conference to hawk Avatar's upcoming Blu-ray release, James Cameron revealed his disdain for watching his opus on screens not big enough to contain its majesty. <laughs> Quote, I don't feel that I'm making movies for iPhones, Cameron explained. If someone wants to watch it on an iPhone, I'm not going to stop them, especially if they're paying for it, but I don't recommend it. I think it's dumb when you have characters that are so small in the frame that they're not visible. <coughs> Paul on his DS. Uh, it's called the DSIXL, and it's bigger. And there you go. Great. So it went yeah. from postage stamp to postcard? Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but an Wait, ant so that's twice its size is still a fucking ant. Let me get this straight. <laughs> Cameron's not happy with the size of the smaller screens because y- you can't see all the little characters in the background. Because it wasn't you made... You can't see all see the details of the full frame. Yeah, you really can't see much. It even, even goes on to say even laptops. I don't know. I've never watched Avatar on a laptop. <laughs> I, I guess it probably works, but I don't recommend it. So he's, he's yeah. saying... Listen, poor people, get a big screen already and watch my movie. Or that, or go pay to go see it on the big screen again, where it belongs. If you don't have a movie screen at home, well, then fuck you and your little system. Wow. Yeah. Well, really? I mean, Cameron is famous for his comp- his frame compositions. I mean, there's always something going on in the entire frame. This is true. And, and rather than just the foreground action, there's usually stuff going on in the background. How much can you watch, Really? That's why you need multiple viewings a lot of times on these movies. If there's that much going on in the frame and it's that clear, then what do you got to do? Pause every so often and just stare at it like a painting? No. No, but you subconsciously register think, a lot of the stuff that's going on. I think he would like that, though. Go frame by frame? Yeah, just have pause. Have frame and, by frame viewing? And have, yeah. Take 18 hours? Yeah, make a nice internal picture of it all. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> The AMC Network, as in Mad, Mad Men, uh, Breaking Bad, has officially ordered episodes of The Walking Dead. Thank Yay! God. Committing, yes. committing beyond the pilot we told you about a while back. Of course, once again, Walking Dead is a comic book series that was created by Robert Kirkman and one of the best things happening in comic books today. It is. Mm-hmm. AMC. I bought my brother the first three books mm-hmm. and uh, for Christmas, and he's since picked up every trade there. Oh, after. yeah. He went when, nuts on it. Nice. Once you're in, you're in. Yeah, AMC certainly sees the potential, ordering six episodes a full season without even gauging response from the pilot. It tells us that the script must be pretty fucking incredible. And if they stick to what's in the book, they're fine. They're golden. It's the best story exactly out there the right now. As long yeah. as they don't add new characters, put any more human drama in it, because it's perfect exactly how it is. It's and really you're talking nice. to a guy who absolutely can't stand human drama. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about that kid. I don't care it? about that guy's wife. You've had Just... too much drama. I don't care about that kid and that guy's wife. <laughs> I only care about the zombie. Exactly like the Cloverfield thing. I don't care about that guy's girlfriend. I don't care about his friends. I want to see the monster. How did you ever survive <laughs> at Trek? That place was all drama. <laughs> Because I told incredible lies about myself. Uh, <laughs> well, there is that, I suppose. 
The cable channel is planning on launching the new series during its Fear Fest week, which usually runs during Halloween week of October. Fear Fest! (laughs) Thank you. You like saying that? That does help. Fear Fest! (laughs) Hey, Paul, where are you going this week? Fear (laughs) Fest! Just $5 for the whole seat, but you'll only need the head. (laughs) (laughs) And it's been a bad, bad week for many fans of TV's bountiful variety of shows. Fox's 24 and Scrubs have been canceled. On a lesser uh, note, so has The Hills. Fear Fest! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let's talk about Audrina Partridge's boobs. Fear Fest! (laughs) (laughs) No, so uh, 24's been canceled. Uh, Did they plan that? Is that like, I mean they're not No, no, uh, no. They it was uh, essentially it was announced from the producer's Twitter saying that the uh, well, execs did, came in and said we're not doing uh, What did we season. talk about last week? Uh chocolate? No. Monkeys? We talked No, we talked about chocolate. Our monkeys. boy of the board creation. Oh, uh, Braga, yeah. Braga, he's the producer on that. Right, right. He's yeah. a producer. Well, he's, he's not the producer. But he's done. So, he, so he's done. The I think he's kind of. I think he's because he's moving on to a new project. I yeah, think. But he's, he's only been a co-producer on the last couple of seasons. He, I mean, I um, think it's a combination of him losing interest and them being tired of uh, a certain Kiefer Sutherland's shenanigans. Yeah, but his shenanigans are awesome. And you know what? The show's still. I'm awesome. not going to deny his shenanigans. shenanigans. Are, I'm not going to deny he's an awesome actor, but you know. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. No, but my, my, my question was, I just wanted to know if they canceled it because it was, the ratings were sucking or they just decided to bow out. I think they've done almost everything they can do. How much more can they do? Well, they, they keep talking about the movie, too, so... Oh, oh wait, is there go. a 24 movie? It's been kind of in the works for about the last Mr. four President. years, but... Mr. President, you are the bomb. They were going to try to incorporate, like, you, you know, exploding right now. a season finale that runs into a movie kind of thing. But, You're uh, full of a mutagen virus. Who knows where that's going. <laughs> and I have to get you out of the country, Mr. President. We have to get you to Mexico right now, Mr. President. Moving on, having scored a hit with Alice in Wonderland, Disney and screenwriter Linda Wooverton are teaming up to bring the big screen Maleficent. A live action take on the Evil Queen from the 1959 animated classic Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, I heard about this. Wolverton's Maleficent movie would tell the classic fairy tale from the point of view of the self proclaimed mistress of all evil, offering a new take on a classic tale as she did with Lewis Carroll's Alice. So it's like Wicked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, the Disney Wicked. Cool. I like the idea. Yeah. I think it's Maleficent's fun. a very popular character. I, I, I adore that villain. That's a creepy villain. That dragon. Fat girls love that balls. character. Balder. <laughs> Really? Yes. Is it fat girls? Are you calling me a fat girl? Dudes. <laughs> if the shoe fits. Now listen to this. What does Netflix say about you? Listen. <laughs> what does Netflix say about you? They, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that your girlfriend is a little odd in her selection process. I'm gonna so catch hell for this. Now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not odd for her. Blame girl. the girlfriend. All right. <laughs> Online retail agent Amazon.com may be looking to get deeper into the digital distribution video game business. Already sporting a profitable video and music on-demand service, Amazon still only sells box game copies, but that may change with a recently uncovered job listing. (gasps) Capitalist markets (laughs) have discovered formal classified requests for experts that will help them launch a Steam-like service. (laughs) Your look, your fake look of surprise and shock got me laughing. Well, yeah, didn't we? Didn't we talk about Blockbuster last time? 
This is Amazon, not Blockbuster. Yeah, Amazon ain't going anywhere. They're yeah, just say, they're Amazon, just putting they're just baking know, new just, pie to put their finger in. I don't know, I was mentioning that because it, well, because I mean, I was related. I've been rather impressed with Amazon's you know publish on demand uh, service that they've been doing uh, recently, where yeah. like you know you can let's say you have a uh, you know a small low budget produced DVD and you want to sell it, but you can't afford to buy say a thousand copies of it, package them. And then hope people order it. Um, Amazon started a service where you can design every aspect of it. You know the cover art, the you know the art that's going to be on the DVD. And when somebody orders it, it's printed and then shipped out to the person. And then you get a share of the profit. Yeah, that's good. A share. How much? The same thing like with CDs. They do that with books too. And books. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the next thing I was going to say. They do. They have their books published on demand too. So I mean, it's a you know, cuts down on all your overhead. Cuts and, down on waste, too. And you don't have, you know, a hundred copies of a book sitting on a shelf well, somewhere. Well, it that sounds never good, get. but then there's always that, there's that, there's that one little thing that's well, wrong I mean, with it. And the one thing that's wrong with it I see is that when I want to look for a book on uh, farm animals, just say. <laughs> I go yeah, to let's, Am- just, let's just say. <laughs> let's, 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 let's just, just say Barry on the say. off chance that he's looking up farm I animals. I look up the sheep vagina. Maybe, maybe, he might have to look at man... You have so many books on farm animals. <laughs> I like me some like, sheep. You don't ever have to look up a book on farm animals. You own them all. I like me some alpacas. Oh, um, but, uh, but uh, well, the guild, the last season of the guild, they, they are using Amazon's publish on demand service. Okay, so. back to the farm animal thing. <laughs> fear, fear, Amazon. No. <laughs> no, if I want to look for a book on farm animals, I I'll go to Amazon and I'll look through and I'll see the reviews and I'll see what they're about. But now that everyone can publish a book easily, everyone will. So there's going to be fools like Paul writing books about farm animals Look, man. saying, Barry's mom and the farm animals. Oh, God. Does Listen. that mean that we're actually going to get a brown apple cartoon book? From yes. Paul? Maybe. Actually, that wouldn't be bad. Here, here's nope. a, here's a thing. <laughs> that, was, that was more me as a dig like they, they, it, it'll never get done. Well, no, you never and, and, and allow me to ape Brian Keene here that... Editors in publishing are necessary. Yes. So yes. necessary. That's true. Yes. That's true. And you're going to have people slogging out their novels that never would get sold anywhere else because they probably shouldn't get sold anywhere else mm-hmm. just because mom and grandma thought this story was really cute. Well, so, it's not. It's nothing new under the sun. They maybe let Amazon them do this thing. The same thing as having those uh, you know, poetry compilations. And, and that's May- fine. And that's fine that they have these so on. But the the on demand thing that they show up like that. Oh, that's maybe uh, Amazon oh, yeah. should have a requirement that you present them with at least ten rejection letters. Before they'll publish your book, <laughs> if you can't get it published anywhere else, yeah, fine. We'll Man, take you it. never know, though. People, you know, people turn down good stuff sometimes. This, this yeah, is true. true. Yes, but at the same time, it's not costing and also, them anything. Though. Let's also not forget that Amazon does carry a lot of self-published material yeah, already. Yeah, they're just done in bulk because some people do finance their own books and they do find their way on Amazon. And yes, I've. Uh, had to comb through them in the past on many subjects. Mm-hmm. So, buyer beware. Yeah, no doubt. Max Beeland is the creative director of one of the most anticipated hardcore titles of 2010 in Splinter Cell Conviction. Oh, he said hardcore, and I got excited there for a second. But, <laughs> but in an interview with Industry Gamers, Beeland 
discussed the future of accessibility in games and finds that, quote, super hardcore titles are too narrow-minded to be as profitable as they could be. Huh? Quote, I think it's a I subject agree. that is very touchy right now because as an industry, we want to grow. We, want, we need to stop making games that are super hardcore, he commented. But we're afraid because we don't want to lose the hardcore people. At the same time, it's a challenge because the journalists, the people that rank us, are usually hardcore. Yeah. So it's a real challenge to find a balance to make your game appealing at all. I don't like the word accessible because it makes it sound like you're dumbing down your game. But to me, Call of Duty is very accessible. So yes, it is something we want to do. I'd love for 10 million, 60 million people to play the games we make. Huh. Ironically, I'm wearing my Call of Duty boxers. I am. <laughs> wow. And he's showing us what irony. Wow. Put your, uh, pull your pants fear Oh, my God. Modern Warfare 2. You, you oh. and... Uh, <laughs> You Almost saw your Modern Warfare oh, three there. What's you and Alanis Morissette need to go have a discussion about the word ironic. Um, <laughs> but uh, what uh, what I find disturbing—not disturbing, but anyway, yeah—I don't mind. Disturbing. Well, I don't mind a hardcore game, right? I don't mind a hardcore game. I got a few hardcore games. I'd, I'd say that Cold Sept. That's hardcore. That's hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little deep. It's a little little labyrinthine to get into. Dragon but Age. I love the fuck out of it. Is Dragon Age hardcore? Yeah. Yes. But give me give me some of those. Fallout 3, yeah. I'll yeah. take those games, but my problem is I Your don't ADD. have I don't yeah, I don't have time. I don't have time. I'm willing to get into a hardcore game and learn some hardcore mechanics and some really difficult rules, but I'm not going to play that game for 40 hours. Give me a solid streamlined action-packed thrilling 8-hour game experience and I'll pay you $60 for it. And they're starting to do more of that, and I think that's what he's talking about. With Whether he knows it or not, I think length of gameplay is at the core of the problem with this thing. Hardcore games, mm-hmm. a lot of hardcore games, stretch shit out for days just to appease that hardcore market that wants their game to last 60 to 80 I, I hours. Don't, I, I don't think that's really what he's... Yeah. Talking about as that's much as a, he is mechanics. Not exactly. No, yeah. I don't think it's the length of the game. The, the longer the game, but, the better. But, but I, I think uh, I think it's the detail in which the game... Okay, perfect example. Dragon Age, right? I see Deb playing this thing, and she's got to do the micromanagement for all the different characters. You yeah. got to mm-hmm. keep track of all, all the skills and all the abilities and all the, and all the, the gear. It's a lot of work. Constantly play hand-me-down with the gear. It's a lot of work. That's hardcore. But if it were like Modern Warfare 2 where, dude, here's your mission. You get two guns. You might pick up other ones on the way. You might not. Eh, whatever. Go. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's room for both. Absolutely, there yeah. is. There is, and and sometimes I want that deep experience. Sometimes I want to play a game that's causing me to think and da da da. But at the the older I get, the you know, and I'm the right shorter on your attention span. Yeah. Well, I'm right up on that thirty. I'm I'm pushing thirty six, and when I hit that, I will no longer be at that median gamer age. I guess no, because that grows with you. Remember, yeah. Yeah. it has so far. That's true. It I don't know change. if it, I don't know if it'll continue to until do so. the older gamers start dying off. But those uh-huh. guys, you know. I don't know. We're just approaching the, uh, the the people with the Vectrixes are starting to keel over. I love, so. yeah. Well, I've, just, I've been I've been very busy these last couple of weeks, and my game time has really suffered, and I miss it. And the only games that I can find any time to really put any attention into are the really short term little bite nuggets. Those Anything, are fun. Yeah, I like those. I like say too. there's there's room for both depending on the time you have. Yeah, yeah. And also how dedicated the gamer are, but. Uh, Let's face it, the less hardcore the gamer, the less games they tend to buy. True. 
Yeah. True. So mm. there is that. We all here buy a lot of games. This is true. I just bought uh, two yesterday. Yeah. I did. I want to go buy WarioWare. Who? Who are you, you talking to? Me? Yes. Nah, I'm going to wait till it hits Netflix and buy it on the cheap. Yes. I thought you, uh, I thought you pre-ordered it. I did not pre-order. I thought you did. No. Hmm. Such a no, great I don't game. pre-order anymore. I thought the unless Sega unless the they on the, unless on something the, super the juicy. one and two for the PS3. No, that was just a, a, a cheap-ass deal. Oh, okay. Yay, cheap-ass deal. Man, the last game I bought was the Star Trek Online. Oh, wait, hold on. Time for the Star Trek Online report. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, go ahead, throw it in, please. I ain't playing it anymore. You haven't played it in a while. And that was our Star Trek Online report. There we go. You haven't played it in a while, have you? Yeah, yeah I gave up. I haven't played it in a while either. It's crazy enough. It was funny. Dude, there's nothing. There's nothing going on in the game. You know, just but I think I think it's wait. I think wait there will be. You you better hope there will be. I have be. a lot of faith. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I I had fuck you money. I'm not worried about it. There it's yeah. good. It's 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 gone and it's mine forever. Yay. Yay. Just like just like this syphilis. All right. Whee! Actually, Whee! I, actually no, I can get rid of that with a shot. <laughs> A lawsuit filed earlier this week against retailer GameStop says the company is deceptively oh, yeah. misleading its customers into believing a used game purchased from the store comes with all packaged, downloadable content advertised on the box. This content, however, is only made available for free for free to those who purchase the game new, as the code to access the content can only be used one time. The situation began back in January when plaintiff James Collins purchased a used copy of Dragon Age Origins from GameStop store in Hayward, California. Collins paid $54.99 plus tax for the game, $5 less than the brand new copy, as is typical GameStop stuff. Okay. Collins states he purchased the game in part because of the box cover, which advertised that additional character and quest content could be downloaded for free upon purchasing the game. Collins discovered weeks later, however, that he would have to pay an additional $15 to access the downloadable content, ultimately paying $10 more than the cost of a brand new copy of the same content. Hmm. When Collins tried to return the game for a refund, the GameStop manager at the store said he could not because the seven-day return window had passed. Quote, GameStop, who makes more than 20% off its revenue and nearly $2 billion from the sales of used video games, is aware of this issue and continues to fail to alert customers that this content is not available on used games, the suit states. As a result, GameStop tricks customers into paying more for a used game than they would if they purchased the same game and content new. So what's he suing for, his money back? Uh, I, I think he's, I think he's probably suing for like a couple million dollars or something. Crazy yeah, like yeah. That. It's, it's like a class action. He's it's, trying it's, to take it into class action. Yeah, it's punitive. He's going for punitive. Um, it's pretty oh. silly, but at the same time, I, I get him. Uh, I purchased Ghostbusters a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I, it, w- it was down to seventeen bucks. So it was a super deal. So that's great. I'm going to grab that, and I bought it. I, I I looked through a couple. They had a couple copies there, and I uh-huh. bought the copy that had the little circle emblem in like on the Box art. Okay. Integrated into the box art. Not a sticker. Integrated into the box art was the little thing at the bottom. GameStop exclusive downloadable armor pack or some, you know, some uniform or some, I don't know. Okay. Some little extra thing. And I thought, maybe the off chance that they left the coupon in there, didn't use it, didn't have Xbox Live, what have you. Yeah, I mean, I I wasn't, I wasn't fooling myself into thinking it was going to be there. But But maybe, maybe. But maybe you know what I mean, or maybe it was an automatic thing on that disc kind of deal. Okay. I didn't, you know, I didn't know. Maybe it was a code already on the box back or in the pamphlet. I didn't know. 
But that swayed my decision as to which of the used copies I picked up to buy. Well, sure. I'll tell you how so, this is going to end. You know how it's going to end. Uh, they're they're going to make a big stink about thing, it, yeah. and their marketing is going to say there's going to have a little disclaimer. Yeah. You know, may not contain. It's going to cost them millions of dollars content. in ink and asterisks. It will be due. They'll yep. settle. They'll most likely settle. Although totally settle, they'll give a lot of people uh, like five bucks back or something like that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which hey, fine by me because GameStop already charges way too much for their used games. Yeah, especially considering what they pay for them. Oh, I know. Primity. They're making their money twice in three like, times. It's only There's $5 cheaper than the new one, and you know that they only paid 15 to 20 Oh, yeah. There's a new site yeah. opening up. I don't remember the name of it. But, You're a great help. Yeah, I know. Well, there's a new site opening up that's all about <laughs> game trading, used yeah. games and stuff, and the great thing about this thing is it's all user-driven, and when you make your used purchase, you can choose to give a percentage back to the original publishers oh, interesting. of the game. So instead of just feeding... Third party with GameStop kind of thing, you know, who ju- you're just you're, you're feeding a brick you're and mortar back to the guys that you're gave it. back to the guys who actually made the game. I can and that's that. something I have I have made the hard decision of buying a game new rather than used a couple of times. Sure, just I because too. you know you're straight up like that's expensive, but you know what? I want the right people to have this money. I want more games like this made. Yep. You know, you have to send that signal once in a while. And that's one of the that's, reasons I buy through GameFly as well. Exactly. This is this is the product that I like, and this is the reason I like it. So yeah, you have to buy. Yeah, try and get some money into the hands of those who made the product. Yeah, that secondary market—they don't see any of that, any of that coin. That's cool. And also, That's if you cool. want just a list of the amount of money that GameStop is giving for a game at any given moment, there's a website out there called CheapAss Gamer. Uh, dot yeah. com, and uh, they right. they have these lists. So if you you, you want to know how much your uh, your crackdown is worth, it's uh, not much actually. Yeah. <laughs> Crackdown 2, however, is worth $1,000 right now. Wow. Because it's not sequel. out. You know, this is, what pisses me off is the fact that games can't be sold for not even what they're worth on that site um, to, to GameStop. Hey, here's, here's a little enjoyable antidote that I just witnessed today. I stopped in GameStop because they had this big up to 50% sale on all this. Which... You stopped in GameStop because you're a crack addict for games. That's true, too. <laughs> And the games I bought today were not from GameStop, by the way. And right. uh, the uh, a guy was in there selling one of those Halo Three helmets. Oh wow! You know the the game the that we have up, up on the shelf over oh, here. Yeah. yeah, okay, I have one too. Yeah, the the big Master Chief helmet. Yes, he was in there, and the guy was telling him, "He's like, dude, you might as well just take the the helmet off and, and take it home and display it because we're going to give you the same amount for the game as we are going to do for the helmet. So we're going to just have you throw it in for free." Just wanted to let you know that because that's what the I'm just telling you that the amount I'm quoting you for the helmet and the game is the same the we'd same give you for the game. The game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, wow. So at least that guy was upfront about it, wow. but yeah. Yeah, a lot of them aren't. Those they collectors, made a lot of those helmets, those collectors editions. That's <laughs> true did. too. Yeah. They're nice. It's really nice. I love looking. my little helmet. Oh I yeah, love my little Halo uh, helmet. We display it proudly. So you know what you do? You, st- you want to buy some cheap ass games? Stand outside of GameStop. On a Saturday, and go, <laughs> hey, you selling the game? What are you selling? Top you selling? dollar. And then Top give dollar them money cash money. It's not cash bad. Cash in hand. Dude, I've sold my games to people in line at the GameStop before. <laughs> I've got a stack of games. Dude's like, oh, you selling that? And I'll ask how much I'm getting for it. It's like, well, they're going to give me five bucks. You want to give me ten? Sold. <laughs> That's how you do it. Nice. Oh, That's wow. how you sell your games. That's brilliant. Capitalism. That and your That's mom's true. garage sale. <laughs> And get out of my store. It's crime time. Your little crime. Everybody likes a little 
geek-related crime. A man wielding a Star Trek Klingon-type sword, unquote. <laughs> Star Another Trek Klingon-type sword. Saw this. Robbed two Colorado Springs convenience this stores. again? The first robbery happened at 1.55 a.m. to 7.11 at 145 North Spruce Street in Colorado Springs, police said in an incident report. The second robbery happened at 2.20 a.m. at a 7.11 store on Union Boulevard. Witnesses told police that a man wearing a black mask, black jacket, and blue jeans entered the stores carrying a sword. The armed robber took an undisclosed amount of cash and fled on foot from both stores. The police said officers searched the area but didn't find the robber or the weapon, which was described as a batleth. <laughs> I saw this thing. It's like It looked like a mini batleth or something. It was weird. Like one of those ones they sell at the Ren Faire? Yeah. happened like six months ago. Like Ren Faire batleth. I you swear to God, are without honor. It seems to happen every now and then. But you have uh, but... shamed your family for six generations, and you will find yourself very soon on Rurapente. <laughs> Just like you will fun. suffer. I didn't think Rurapente was for you know convenience store robberies. <laughs> it is especially for convenience store robberies. Ninety-three percent—that's what people don't know. Ninety-three percent of the criminals on Rurapente are there for convenience store robberies. Well, I, I wasn't aware that convenience stores were a major source of income for the uh, Klingon Empire. What people don't realize is that Kronos is essentially one big 7-Eleven. <laughs> you can't spit in the capital city without hitting a convenience store. Well, no wonder Klingons are so angry, because all they do is eat Cheetos and Ho-Hos and Ding Dongs and Slurpees. That's right. The Klingon diet has declined greatly in the last hundred years, ever since the reign of Kempek the Fat. Kempek <laughs> loved... He loved a good burrito at two in the morning, and he demanded that there be access to such terrible food on the corner of every street. And thus... It began. He bought oh, Twinkies by the caseload, too. Eja, Eja. Oh, he is a fat bastard. Well, thank you, Voha, for the report from Kronos. <laughs> Special guest Voha, ladies and gentlemen. I think there needs to be more uh, more robbery with uh, geek implementation weapons, the sword of Gladriel. Or... Didn't somebody try to rob a convenience store not long ago with like a, a toy phaser? Like I, a start, I, I swear I to God, so. it was like a phaser. So. They walked in and they, they, the, the guy looked at him behind the counter and goes, really? Something like that. I, I, I'm going to have to look this one up because I remember coming Please across do. it on the news not long uh, ago I hope he was and successful. just laughing my ass off. I want to see a, a little person go in there and go, give me everything in there or you will feel the bite of my sword sting. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's glowing all And then he takes his master blue. replicas thing and clicks it up where it goes, there are Better. orcs here. I want to see a wizard rob a store <laughs> and say it with a wand. The soul, the shards of Narsil. <laughs> oh my god. Empius Registrus. Saw the greatest. Jeculus <laughs> Maximus. T-shirt the other day. Yeah. It said pinball wizard and it's an actual wizard playing pinball. Yeah, That works. That I like that. Awesome. Actually, I think it was on Shirt, shirt Woot last night. Nice. Maybe that was where it was. I missed that one then. In what it looks like to be a repeat of the RIAA's litigation against individual music piraters, Eric Gardner at THR Esquire is reporting that over 20,000 movie torrent downloaders have been sued recently for copyright infringement of the U.S. Copyright Group in Washington, D.C. Federal Court. Mm. Five lawsuits have been filed against people who illegally downloaded the films Steam Experiment, what? Far Cry, who? Uncross the Stars, Gray what? Man. What the 
and Call of the Wild 3D. Lawsuits on behalf of five more films targeting another <laughs> 30,000 people are on the way. They had me at those five films. Yes, they man, deserve, you know, to, be they deserve to be sued for downloading crappy films. Because that's also, I think that's also an indication that you are just downloading everything. <laughs> yeah, You are exactly. just going around searching in glut for whatever you can get your grimy, steely hands on. When you Far Cry is the, the big name on this list... <laughs> Wow. What is it? Is uh, that my incredible giant. My, my only it? excuse for the Far Cry thing might be if the person was looking for the actual video game and yeah. actually downloaded the movie by accident. Maybe. <laughs> Far Cry. But I didn't even know they made Far Cry into a movie. And it, it was, uh, wasn't it? Uh, is it as bad um, as the game? Uh, oh, God. Uh, Uva Bowl, wasn't it? I think it, it is oh, an Uva Bowl oh, film. Far Cry. I'm pretty right. sure. Yeah, you did. Hollywood? That or Paul W.S. Anderson. One of knock, knock, too. Hollywood. <laughs> I've got news for you. Uva Bowl is a terrible, terrible director. He He's not Hollywood right. backed. He funds Germany. his own stuff. Germany? Yeah. He funds he his own stuff. He gets his own stuff funded on it's, his own. Yeah. Like, like Canada, Germany actually funds their own filmmakers. He makes movies for no money, and so if they make any yeah. money, he makes money. Yeah. Yeah, he just finds a distributor here in the U.S. So, to, say, to distribute to really, the U.S. All and we have, says, the only go. people we have to blame are the video game companies for allowing Germany to make films well, based on their products. Sort of. but well, they're just, got, all they're doing is selling a license. Yeah. He bought licenses en masse. That's true. Yeah. He, he yeah. went and said, here's a shitload of money. Give me a license for your video game. Before the idea of making a, quote, video game movie was really popular. He, so just, when it, he went through and bought every license he could get his hand on. When That's are they going to run out? getting all these crap. I don't Joust know how many I, licenses he completely owns. Once Joust but... gets made, then that's, that's when we've reached the end. <laughs> <laughs> Although that could be an awesome movie. You know, I, I was going to go with Pong, but... Uh, I hope, as long so as it's good. audacious, it has Joust to be completely be so audacious. Good. I want to see Pong the movie. Man, I want to see, see Joust the movie. Put Jack Black in Joust the movie. Dude, watch that write shit. a Pong script. That's Fuck, cool. I want to write the Joust script. Here's a challenge for our viewers. Write a Pong script. Make it interesting. And then send it to comments at uglycouchshow.com. Didn't they already Maybe win we'll that Tron? Prize. Tron is not Pong. <laughs> though it's damn close. I'm sure we've got you something can do a we short can give film. away. I can't wait for that new Tron. Seriously. So somebody sorry. somebody yeah, write Tron. a decent Pong script. We'll give you a little something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you. I I, I just want to see if the concept a little prize for a lot of effort. If, if, <laughs> I just want to see if the concept is possible. You, you know, I'd be, like to see a pong. Th- it there, is possible. A pong Something. movie could be done if it was based on the advent of pong, as it was the first video game. Okay, like, well, the, the Nolan Bushnell that, story. I'd like no, to see that. that. Yes, Nolan I would. Story. I would. I would love a script like no, that. I'm talking, talking about pong. the actual video yeah. game setting. The story you know, of two panels and a ball. Yeah, sticks. The drama. Two paddles and a ball. That'd be what it'd be make called. Make that, make that interesting. Two paddles, a ball, and a pizza place. The horror <laughs> of pong. Fear fest. Fear fest. Pong. Pong. Dragon pong. Pong versus pong of fury. Well, before we go into big list, I want to throw out there. Evan Malik actually wrote us and gave us a little reminder of some yes. things to add to the geek calendar. Yes. Okay. He tells us the Classic Gaming Expo is coming back to Las Vegas. Glad to hear it. Two-year hiatus. It'll be good to have them back. Even better, it's not going to be at the Shithole Plaza Hotel, but at the less shitty Tropicana Hotel. It's going to be on July 31st and August 1st. More info at www.cgexpo.com. I am there. Torgo, you remember when the Tropicana was just, like, the awesome? 
in my heart, it will always ago. be the awesome. No, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with Listen. you there. But like 20 years ago, it was like, seriously, it was so much better than most of the other hotels. Last time I set foot in the Tropicana, I was dressed head to toe as a pirate. It's still the awesome. Tell you yeah, what, okay. they way. still got some bomb diggity jacuzzi rooms. They got some nice views up in that piece. All right, and some cool. probably some pretty fine deals actually. Right. You have to think about it. Vegas. Tropicana's it's all right. All right. It's all right. Um, here's oh, here's a tiny little bit of news. Uh, I remember last week when we talked about Game Crush. Yeah, yeah. It's still not up yet. Oh, really? It, it just <laughs> got crashed. crashed. By... Well, the, the website says the Game Crush public beta is temporarily unavailable due to incredible user response. More than ten thousand inquiries in five minutes. This was like last week. Yeah. yeah. How about they work on it, huh? We're well, adding new servers, blah, 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 something. blah, blah. You can play yeah, games are. with play dates for six sixty for 10 minutes. Six sixty? $6.60 for 10 you know minutes. Why not just make it $6.66? Because yeah. they're tr- Cause clearly really. courting the devil, <laughs> which is awesome. They probably can't find enough girls to actually play the That's game. That's what's going so they're on. They're making excuses. They're, they're, they're short on hoes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have hoes in different area codes. Whatever. And continuing the geek calendar, Star Wars in concert is coming to Las Vegas. Yes, going to be a two shows on May 29th at the Orleans Arena. Tickets range from twenty five dollars to one hundred and twenty five dollars. www.starwarsinconcert.com. We should get some nosebleeds. I'd pay twenty five bucks. No, see it. it's supposed to be like a multimedia event. Yeah, be fun. You know, and they I have saw some footage of it online. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Traveling museum. Yeah, that's the high. Uh, what's the ticket price range again? Uh, twenty five dollars to one hundred and twenty five. Yeah, I don't need one hundred and twenty. And I think there's also like platinum box seats too. Is for you get chopsticks. shaped like George Lucas. You sit on George Lucas's lap on his face. What? Ooh, for that much money, I better get something like that. Wonk wonk. Uh, I just gagged a little. <laughs> Thank you, Evan, for passing that along. Yes. Thank you so much. Hooray. So we're moving on to the big list, and after big the big list, list it's going to be a little surprise. Oh. So. Uh, but uh, we're continuing some uh, an old favorite, uh, more of the things we learned from video games. Yay. Yay! Yeah. What did we learn? Pulling out a weapon makes you see a plus sign wherever you look. Huh? <laughs> the reticle. The crosshairs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. now I get it. <laughs> running from side to side or backwards is just as easy as running quick as running forwards. It is. I tried it. It's very weird. Never trust a giant monkey wearing a tie. <laughs> you know, he didn't always have a tie. That's right, he didn't have a tie. That was the man. Rare got a hold of him. That was the man. Why that did they did put that? a tie on him? To make him more rare centric. He's just a crazy monkey, it's all. Doesn't Banjo Kazooie have a tie? Well, well, actually, you know, Cranky is the real Donkey Kong. Who? Cranky Kong. Who? <sighs> Cranky Kong. Who? Frankie Kong, the old That's Kong. Right. Keep fucking saying it, because that'll make a difference. <laughs> okay, did you ever play Donkey Kong Country, the first Rare game? No, I'm old school. I played Donkey Kong. What the Buddy, fuck Donkey else Kong do I Country need? is old school now. Yeah, it is yeah. now. Super it Nintendo, is. old school. Yeah. I've got a VHS cassette tape promoting that game from back in the day when Nintendo would send out stuff like that. <laughs> fucking that love was it. a pretty incredible game. In its day, for the that, way for that the way system. they was Mario trying to save the princess. No, the way they rigged the graphics for, on that what's her name? No, what's yeah, her name? Daisy. That was uh, her name. Pauline was her first name in the first game. <laughs> what? Her name was Pauline. Where are you getting this from? From yeah. Donkey Kong. Seriously? This, this is the yes. man who knows. His, I trust and, this. And Mario's name was Jumpman, by the way. Oh, that's right. It is Jumpman. Jumpman and Pauline. 
And Donkey Kong. Did you not watch the episode that he did the whole thing with Emily Gillette when he was doing all the commentary while they were playing about all the games? Okay, let me tell you about watching Paul play video games. (laughs) Snorefest for you? (laughs) Okay, well, there you go. Anyway, (laughs) Cranky Kong was the original Donkey Kong. And the rare Donkey Kong is essentially his kid, or his... Air, what have you. Donkey Kong Jr. And he wear, and he's not Donkey Kong Jr., though. Jr.'s another kid. And then they brought in Diddy, who's another thing, too. They didn't have Jr. until the third game. And even then, it was Baby Kong. It wasn't No, it was Junior. Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong Jr. 2, then 3. Yes, I'm talking about Donkey Kong Country. I don't care about Donkey Dixie Kong Country. Dixie and Diddy and Baby. So it's all canon. Fodder. <laughs> you know what it sounds like? It sounds like lumpy and itchy, the Chewbacca family. <laughs> More things we've learned from video games. Fat people are always evil. If True. not from the beginning, they will betray you eventually. Yep. I'm looking at you, Paul. Hey, I'll betray a motherfucker. <laughs> I'll kill you for a Twinkie. <laughs> not only is it perfectly normal for animals to talk, but their default attitude is sassy. Yep. Yeah. yeah. They're animals. Sassy animals. <laughs> the bodies of your murder victims will fade and disappear if you just wait a few seconds. Yep. <laughs> if only... They do. Doing athletics really hurts your wrist after a while. Sure. There's a joke there somewhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do athletics. And you can't ever trip, even when running backwards as fast as you can while firing a shotgun. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, why is that? There's no trip mechanics when you're running around sideways. Uh, Although occasionally you can't step up a third of a foot to go over a curb. We'll get there. That bothers me. Why can't I jump over like a one foot high thing? Yeah. Why do I have to go you all walk the way up, You walk up to a, something the height of a curb and you can't step up onto it. Oh, no. I can't move onto that sidewalk. And the I'm illusion done. is broken. Yeah. Prostitutes will judge you on the fanciness of your car and give you a 25% bonus to post-sex health. That's absolutely true. This is only in the pre-AIDS 80s. In 2008, <laughs> you'll, be given, you'll be given the... By an Eastern European, which makes you feel sick and guilty, even though you've been stabbing people all day. Nerf. <laughs> the what? <laughs> what the? What's the? That's his uh, sound of Eastern European women using their mousy mouths. <laughs> I never actually picked up the hookers <laughs> in Grand Theft Auto Four. You never had one go down on Grand Theft Auto Four. Yeah. No, I, I, I had to get him. Grand Theft Auto 4 I either. had my fill of that in Vice City. I'm like, yeah. ah, look, this hooker. Look, she's blowing you. Great. I'll run her over and take the money. Okay. It, it, the, the, I think the, once. The I novelty did, uh, wore off. Yeah. It's too difficult to get them in the car because, it like, you're sitting be. there, mm-hmm. yeah. and then all of a sudden, some crazy fool out of nowhere will run into you, and then she'll just walk right on by because your car is dinged up. Or you'll hit her with the car. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, you get, somebody runs into you, and then you run into her, and then she's dead, and you're like, Crap. and then the cops show up, yeah. and you're like, dude. It's not I was just fault. sitting here. And then you go to jail. And then you wake up yeah. and you're like, damn it, they just threw me in jail. I'm going to go on a rampage. And then I just destroy all the cops in the there police is. station. And then they get six stars. And that's how killers are made. <laughs> World War II infantry jargon included such phrases as lol, noob, and oh my god, hacksaws. <laughs> Modern counter-terrorist SWAT teams use the exact same phrases. Yeah, very strange. And OMG, actually, WTF, April Fool's, CBT. that is not the list. This... Is the true big list. Thank God. This is so damned impressive to me. I love this. This is actually from, of all places, cracked.com. Hey. 
Crack.com is crack. pretty good, com. man. They I, got some I stuff. Crack, where our, our friend of the show, Mike Sachs, mm-hmm. started some of his writing career on the Crack magazine back in the day. That's awesome. right. Yes, he did. Yep. Cool. So a quick drink of my beer before I get this going. Insane fan theories that actually make great movies better. Love it. Love it already. I got Hit one me. for you if you ain't, if you don't have it in there. All right, good. Okay, go here we go. Save it for the... The first one is James Bond is not a man but a code name. There's been a theory totally. among, among fans that there is no one single James Bond, but that quote James Bond is a code name passed on from one agent to the next as each retires, such as the titles of M and Q. From agent to agent. Sure. Like I, thought the, that, the I thought that's why it was anyway. The theory explains the agelessness of Bond. Note that Daniel Craig's Bond became 11 years younger, whereas Judy Dench's M aged by four years. This also explains how James Bond's personality changes dramatically from actor to actor. Yeah. I thought that's how it was anyway, because after Sean Connery retired from Bond, what was the movie after that? Then it was uh, Majesty's Secret Service. Well, Majesty's Secret uh, Service with uh, Lazenby? Yeah, George, George Lazenby. Yeah, who I thought was all right. I like that one a lot. walks out of the ocean, right? Something happens, some girl, and he does a take to the camera or something, and he says, this never happened to the other guy. That is true. Steps right through the wall. There it is. This never happened to the other guy, meaning there was another James Bond, and the, and the name is passed from character to character. It's in there. You're right. The double O status is passed on to different yeah. uh, agents, so right. why not the whole name? Why not, why not the, the name? It's possible. That is, see, I love this shit. It makes perfect sense to me. Sure. Sure. That's, it, that's, also that's ex- not out there. That makes sense. This it also you. explains the original Casino Royale with uh, David Niven and... Uh, Nothing Woody, explains Woody the original Woody. Casino Royale. <laughs> that's crap. <laughs> so you know what? I judge this theory to be true. <laughs> the next one, and this was for you Matrix haters out there. Which that is pretty much me. everyone in the room. Right here. <laughs> Zion is part of the Matrix. Yeah, what? That would be cool. In what? Revolutions, Neo's powers from the Matrix have seemingly transferred into the material world. For instance, he can, quote, see, despite having charbroiled his eyes, oh, and yeah. also manifests the power to blow up machines with his mind. This has been a pet peeve with fans who note that this makes absolutely zero sense in the context of the Matrix universe. Yeah. But it, one theory mm-hmm. posits... That Neo's sudden, convenient to the plot superpowers were possible since he never left the Matrix at all. Yeah. These fans figure Zion and the whole world Morpheus and the other free humans lived in was a separate Matrix unto itself. Sure. A second layer of the computer program to let some people think they had escaped. Thus, it makes perfect sense. That Neo would have magical powers in what he thought was the physical world. It makes sense, but the, but just because it makes sense doesn't mean it's plausible whatsoever. Now, That's just like saying, oh, it was just a dream within a dream within a dream. Oh, you're still dreaming. Lame. Well, not necessarily, because it's almost deus ex anyway. The theory keeps the sci-fi film sci-fi yeah. and not have heavy-handed messianic fantasy. Ugh. Neo's new powers are never explained in revolutions, waved away by the oracle in one sentence, and therefore seem like a cheap cop-out. Tacked on simply to end the damn movie. Those second two films are just <laughs> here we go. They're just, they're but, just garbage. But here, how just about garbage. this? Uh, maybe, maybe it's not a dream. Maybe he actually does get developed those powers, and those powers really are only uh, a, a very precise form of telepathy and telekinesis. Maybe something activated in his brain that was long dormant. In That's other words, the way too. that it's ending now. Well, yeah, I think the Wachowskis were saying something saying by it's blinding good. their main character. Stop looking at what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we have fucked 
up. I think Paul's theory is the most plausible. It's a fucking mess. God damn. We better move on before he goes into his tirade. <laughs> the next one, and I, I particularly enjoy and I love this one to death. Ferris Bueller's day off was all in Cameron's head. Huh? Really? Listen, hear me out. Okay. Cameron creates Ferris in his mind. Ferris is the total opposite of Cameron. He's fun, spontaneous, has a loving family and foxy girlfriend. At the beginning of the film, the imaginary Ferris convinces a bedridden Cameron to, quote, borrow his dad's Ferrari 250 GT California and cruise all over Chicago. Given that Cameron's crushing social incompetence, it's likely that Sloane is a fictional character, too, represents a girl that he has a crush on. This theory explains the more fantastic elements of the film. For example, the whole city of Chicago rallies around the sick Ferris. This represents Cameron's miserable home life and how he yearns for friends and family who gives a shit. Or perhaps Bueller is a guy Cameron knows but isn't friends with, and his fam- fantasy is based on what he imagines life to be for the popular kids at school. Everything is easy. The world revolves around them. When Cameron accidentally trashes his father's Ferrari at the film's climax, he realizes that he needs to stick up to his father and take responsibility for his own life. At this point, he disposes of Ferris and Sloane. Both of his fictional friends receive happy endings. Sloane is off pondering, managing Ferris, where Ferris safely returns home, where he can break the fourth wall for eternity. It transforms Ferris Bueller into a brat pack version of the Fight Club. I was going to say, it's giving it the Fight Club treatment. If the, uh, this theory sort falls of. apart when the camera no longer follows Cameron and it follows yeah, Ferris. Not necessarily. Not, not, not if the work. illusion is all Cameron and how he pictures his life to be. When he's not there. Yeah, but he's not picturing his life to be... He's not picturing himself as Ferris Bueller. He's picturing himself as a friend to Ferris Bueller. And the the whole thing falls apart when he's no longer part of the context of Ferris Bueller's life. Which means anything after we stop following Cameron Not necessarily. Not necessarily. He's imagining the further adventures yeah, he, of his friend and hero, Ferris. Yeah. That's reaching. And he's, well, That's he's, just reaching. Well, he's seeing, him, he's seeing where he would like to see himself. You it's know? just reaching. It's reaching. But, I mean, I, I, think, it's, I think it's unnecessary because I think the whole thing is a, a metaphor for what every teenager dreams that they can make of their life. Get the fuck out of school and become a, a hero. Where and, the world you know, revolves around you? Yeah, go grab yeah. the world by the balls and, and have a good time while you're a young person. So whereas you know? this movie is our fantasy when watching it as a teenager, within the movie it is his fantasy. Yeah, it certainly no. is. I, mean, I it like it. I think, it. I think it's great. It's Cameron's dream, yeah. It I, think work. I think it's smart, but it's not smart enough. It could work. Nope. It could work. Watch yeah. it with it in mind. Yeah, because it, it makes Cameron look like a crazy person. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh it's yeah, like, well that's it's like easy Garfield to do. minus Garfield. I was just I was just <laughs> thinking of the Garfield minus Garfield. Have you seen the video Garfield minus Garfield? Oh, what? It's no. done it to the movie. Oh no, oh, it's so good. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> oh no. If you guys don't know, go to Garfield minus Garfield right now on online. It is awesome. And then look at find the video links. They've done the same treatment to the movie. It's I heard Jim fantastic. Davis loves it. They yeah, well he's gotta. It's a Amazing. Speaking, <laughs> so okay, funny. speaking of the movie Garfield, I just watched Zombieland finally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a line in there that Bill Murray <laughs> is like, Do you have any regrets? He goes, I don't know, Garfield maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So nice. good. I'm not gonna set it up so that you focus, but yeah. it's 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 a line in the movie, look for it, it's hilarious. Yeah. Ferris Bueller, not so much. 
Uh, I think so. I love it. You're wrong. Your love is wrong. wrong. My life is right. It's brilliant. Yes, I look around you. I see that. Yeah. Here we go. That everywhere. Hey, Next theory. I live the way I like. You are living with with three hot, <laughs> uh, hot women: a blonde, a brunette, and a redhead. They have sex with you every day, and you are a, a beer tester. In other words, I'm living my life like Cameron. Touche. Right. Whatever. <laughs> you got a bunch of movies and Jeff. What do you got here? I got a bunch of movies that are all mine. That's I right. got games all I want. I got everything that I possibly need in this world. That's right. Kill yourself now. He's got no. his own nerd show. <laughs> what else he got? You know what I have? A job. <laughs> Amen. Buddy. A shitload of films and in the heroes' heads. Minority Report. Taxi Driver. Total Recall. And Observe and Report. Minority Report and Total Recall are based on the works of Philip K. Dick, a sci-fi author notorious for exploring human perceptions of reality. Oh, you wrote both of those? In Total Recall, the entire point of the film is that you're not quite sure where the simulation armed purchase ends and begins. So it's plausible or even likely that the ending, or even the entire damn movie, occurred in the brainwashed Arnold Schwarzenegger's mind. Less obvious is the shiny, happy ending of the neo-noir minority report, with the three rescued psychics living out their lives in an idyllic cabin right out of Thomas Kincaid's painting. Mm-hmm. It feels so out of place that it could very well be a delusion of Tom Cruise's Xeno-infested skull. Remember, Cruz's character was briefly imprisoned in that futuristic jail where the prisoners' brains remained free to dream. It's possible that the escape and the heroism was all part of the fantasy that keeps the prisoners from escaping, just like the Zion is also in the Matrix theory. Mm-hmm. On a similar note, critics have interpreted the weirdly cheerful ending of Taxi Driver as the dying thoughts of Travis Bickle. Sure. Hell, even Scorsese missed the film's overly... Thank you. And even the Scorsese admits the film's overly happy ending is a cipher. The same theory applies to Taxi Driver homage, observe, and report. After Seth Rogen stops taking his medication, his slubby bipolar mall cop saves the day and gets the girl through a series of grossly improbable events. The final scene of each seemed to clash with the movie's overall message. These fan theories reaffirm the film's darker themes while offering the audience twist of Shyamalanian proportions. These theories also give us hope for other films, too. For example, we have our own theory that uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull occurs entirely in Indiana Jones' mind. He hallucinates the whole goddamn mess while slowly dying, slowly dying from radiation poisoning in a, in a lead-lined fridge. <laughs> I call bullshit on everything you no, just that, said, that and I'll movie, tell you why. But they, a lot of these seem like... Uh, all these movies were just in people's mind. It's real easy to say, oh, it was, all, it was all just in the main character's head or something like that, or all just in the supplemental character's head. Um, it's easy the endings. To, the end, yeah, even the endings. It doesn't matter. It, it's, it's easy to say that, mm-hmm. but Occam's Razor. The, the, uh, the what's, what's the simplest uh, explanation? The simplest solution is usually the... It's usually the, it's usually the best one. And even when it doesn't make sense with the uh, finale? Well, you're no. There's a there's the simple solution mm-hmm. to, for example, the Matrix, is that the second two films suck. <laughs> that's the <laughs> simplest solution. Well, but that's again, it. But listen, you know the, the, real, listen. The, these the, these aren't people that are postulating that these are the theories that are actually behind the movies. These are new ways of viewing these movies to give them new life. Yeah, really. Because I just view them like they are. I it, eh. you show me a movie, you, you got to give it to me at face value. I can't. 
I shouldn't have to watch it twice to get it. I think it's fun to throw some interpretation on there. And I think the it's taxi fun. driver thing yeah. is clearly... Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. This is about That's not fun. even a theory. That's not even a theory. Scorsese says as much. That's not even a theory. The ending of Taxi Driver is an idealized Travis Bickle yeah. mind trip. You know what I mean? And the James Bond thing? Totally plausible. Fine. But uh, Matrix... Well, that was just... We are just talking about why that movie sucks. Um... I think point. that works for the Matrix. I don't know that. Ferris Bueller reaching, yeah, really, no really reaching. Yeah, but it's such a good, fun reach. It's a, it's a fun Matrix reach, good, yeah, but it's reaching. I, I recommend next time you Ferris Bueller's on, put that idea in your head and watch yeah, it. It, it becomes a new movie. I can see that working completely. Yep. You 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 have you this guy awesome? talking if to they people had that aren't no there. No scenes with Ferris Bueller. That Cameron was Bueller it'd about be fun Bueller. To Bueller, <laughs> Bueller it out and make it just him in his mind doing. You know, the only thing is like the drive into the. Into Chicago would be the tricky thing, but <laughs> but actually he's driving. Yeah, well you had to you had yeah, to do some real finagling. That that little Fight Club thing. Yeah. yeah, it works perfectly in Fight Club, yeah. but they filmed it in that way. Well, that's because that's the story. Yeah. yeah. And this one, the last one, you're either gonna love it or hate it, but I can't wait to hear it. Okay. <laughs> Chewbacca and R2D2 are secret rebel agents. Huh? Secret rebel agents? How so? Lucas tried to cover the. Quote, why in episode four does C-3PO seem ignorant of everything he saw in the prequels, quote, uh-huh. plot hole by having Bail Organa wipe his memory? Yeah. But one incredibly detailed theory suggests that someone in the Star Wars universe realized that rebooting the droids was a god-awful idea. After all, R2-D2 and C-3PO had just witnessed the rise of the Galactic Empire firsthand. Uh-huh. Why the hell would Rebels delete this precious intel? According to this theory... R2-D2 must have convinced Yoda and Obi-Wan Kenobi to spare him a memory wipe, whereas C-3PO is not so lucky. During the 20 or so years between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, the two robots travel undercover. 3PO suspects that he and R2-D2 are affiliated with the Rebels, but unbeknownst to the Golden Dandy Pants, R2 has been in communication with the Rebel Alliance the whole time. In Return of the Sith... Chewie is good friends with Yoda and a high-ranking warrior during his defense of Kashyyyk. Why would a second-in-command of the Wookiee army suddenly slum it with Han Solo smuggling lowlife? Because Yoda, who holed up in this toilet planet, needed Chewie to be his eyes and ears. The theory further states that Chewbacca convinces Han to work with, Ch- with Jabba the Hutt. This way, Chewie can frequently visit Tatooine and keep tabs on Luke Skywalker. Really? The theory bestows the series' sidekicks with much greater narrative dignity. It also makes Chewbacca's cameo in Revenge of the Sith something more than a totally (laughs) crass reason to introduce the Kashyyyk Resistance fighter Chewbacca action figure. The theory adds some fascinating subtext to the original films and also makes the prequels, well, somewhat worth watching. (laughs) Most importantly, if this theory was true, George Lucas would get some serious critical cred and God knows he could use it. Well... I mean, I've always believed that there was something to that with the R2 thing. That's, but that's always, that's always implied anyway, that R2 knew what was really going on because he had info and he wouldn't share it with certain people. I was going to say, yeah, that, they, they almost say so much as, yeah. in so much in so the, the movies. So the R2 thing is not, not much He respect. always seemed to know more than all the people around him. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And Especially it make, C-3PO. And yeah. it does make the... Uh, Where are C- you going? What do you mean? What do you, what do you, blah, blah, blah. The Chewbacca thing, less just extraneous, just thrown in there. Yeah. yeah. It, it gives him a reason to be there later. It's possible. C-3PO, or excuse me, R2-D2, definitely plausible. The Chewbacca, uh, I don't know. Yeah, the Chewbacca thing's kind of weak. All right. 
Blah. So <laughs> bullshit on all that. Uh, Perfectly. I I, ha- I cannot make the leap in my mind, mm-hmm. even for fun. I, I, oh, I, I, for I'm, fun. I, I'm physically incapable of making the leap that's from George Lucas is an idiot to George Lucas is an incredible writer and wrote all this in. No, they're not saying these are fan theories. They're not saying that. I know. Lucas I can't make that imaginary leap in my oh, head. Say, what if? Because it's like saying, what if the sky were orange and shit smelled like flowers? No. That would be I, an interesting right, theory. Well, here's, I, I've shared this with some Also, of you it's guys. implausible. All right. it, Paul has a theory. Okay. So this segues very nicely into my theory. Okay. Right. This has been my, my big theory, and it's one that could have salvaged a good chunk of the prequels. Okay. Give me right? a second. Give me a second while this is fresh in my head. I'll tell you why the, the Chewbacca right. thing is bullshit. Yes. Because it, it's totally plausible that a Kashyyyk warrior, even a young one, would say, you know what, screw off. Uh, I'm just going to go be a mercenary and hang out and do stuff. Sure. So. Yeah. And there's a reason he became a mercenary. Because Han saved his life and now he owes him a life debt. Yeah, exactly. So that's yeah. why he's out there. Oh, yeah. So your theory, full of Swiss cheese. <laughs> but yet, with Han Solo, he could have helped steer him in these directions Going back to Tatooine, keeping an eye on the Lukester. When the, maybe uh, he did. He doesn't know anything yeah. about Luke. Uh, he wasn't there for that. He wasn't there for that, but with Yoda and if he was a rebel involvement, he could be told to go keep an eye on things on Tatooine. And we don't why? Know what why level would he? Of, There's we, lots of rebels. We don't know what level of force connection Wookiees have either. They could be like um, Navi and be really tied into shit. No, there are Wookiee Jedi. Well, then there you go. No. No, 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 there you go. Doesn't what? explain anything. <laughs> Doesn't explain anything. You, you can't go, just say there you go. That's like saying, hey, that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> you made your bread, now eat it. No, no. You, no. What's your theory? All right, so this is a theory I've espoused before. Which I'm going to regret asking you. No, it's, this is, this, and if you watch the films, it, it would work. This theory comes down to the fact that Lucas chickened out at the 11th hour. Okay. This is what happened. Because he has Darth Vader, James Earl Jones. Mm-hmm. He had the whole Jar Jar debacle. My, my ultimate thing, he didn't want to get seen as racist in a way. But what actually is going on in the prequels is that Mace Windu is an agent of the Sith. Oh, here we and go in again. Fact, in fact, oh, God. he is set to become the next Sith Lord. Okay. He is the disciple. He is he is he has stepped up. He is within that Dooku realm. All right. Okay. Here's why. When you are watching I'm going to take clones, a while this is If you're watching out. Attack of the Clones, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, it doesn't really start until then. The, 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 the thing really kicks in. You've got Yoda in a reflective moment inside his chamber in deep connection with the light side of the force. Okay. Hearing none other than Qui-Gon Jinn scream out from beyond the grave. Suddenly, the connection fades. And who enters the room? Mace Windu. Uh Uh-huh. Dragging with him his dark force energy and continuing to cloud the mind of one of the greatest Jedi Masters ever. Yoda knows at that moment, deep is the dark side. There's some craziness going on. And Mace Windu looks on knowingly because, yes, I'm bringing that dark business. Believe it. 
Okay? That was okay. number one. Okay? At the end of that film, we're on Geonosha, trying to rescue the kids, right? Trying to get to the bottom of this great clone plot. Who created all of these clones? What's going on? Well, who steps in? Mace Windu. He's standing right next to the Emperor. Hmm. Right? But whose head does he cut off? The only man who knows the true identity of Darth... Uh, of Sifo-Dyas. Mm-hmm. He's the only man who knows the true identity of Sifo-Dyas and who put in the order for the clones and the man who is, whose genetics are the basis for the clone army. He kills the one connecting linchpin between a Jedi rogue and the creation of the clone army. It's never said that uh, Jango Fett knew anything about Sifo-Dyas. It's I mean, never explicitly he... said. Because, it, because, it, because it's not so. Please. You, you can't make he's, that leap. You can't make he's that leap. On, he's the only guy who would have any knowledge of what those cloners were up to. Uh, how about the cloners? They, they never went back to the cloners. They never asked him, hey, do you have any footage of this because thing? Because they had tried to erase... Jedi Master they erased that whole planet from the maps. That's right. Dummy. Who did? Who? Who indeed? Freaking... <laughs> Mace Windu. Mace Windu! And a bunch of other <laughs> Jedi conspirators. Listen to me. Okay. So that's the next thing. Yeah, but they know where the, they know where the planet dude, is now. Jedi's don't Obi-Wan straight was up there. Kill well, they just people. go there. He didn't know that dude hey from Adam. He cut his head off in cold blood. Don't tell me he's not pulling some business. Finally, <laughs> he was shooting <laughs> at it. I was just gonna say he again. Was thank you. Shooting at it. Thank Whatever. You for, thank you, Jeff. Yes, he, he was, was not shooting, shooting at him. him. Whatever. He wasn't. He was. Yes, he was. He's like uh, boom, boom, and he's like boom, 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 boom. Okay. And then he just jumps off and finishes anyway, the fire in the business. It's a bunch of crap. Someone shooting just, fire at me. There could be some heads are rolling. He's an agent of the Sith. Not I'm, only that. Not only that. But the very fact that his saber is this purple thing okay. is indicative of a darkness in his character. <laughs> Wrong. It was purple because Sam Jackson yeah, he hey, wanted purple. A purple saber. Yeah, that's the way they like, explained it away. Okay. That's the way they explained it away, but... And that's the truth! <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth! I know, but that's how they explained it away. Then, finally, finally... And they made a comic oh, about more. it. They the made moment, a comic about it. The moment comes when... When Anakin realizes that the Jedi Order has been compromised, Mm -hmm. right? Anakin knows that the Jedi Council is being led by a Sith Lord. Whom does he confide this information to? One man, Mace Windu. Instead of informing the entire Council, Mace conveniently rounds up a six-man Jedi posse and goes to confront this Sith Lord telling Anakin, hush, hush, I'll handle this business. He didn't say hush, hush. He did. What he did he said, say? don't tell people about this. Well, of course you don't tell people about this. Of but course you, you the, don't tell but, people. But you tell the Jedi. You tell the Jedi Council. Well, he didn't tell the Jedi Council. In that time, right. you have to go get him right now. Sith Lord, hello. Get out of town. He was going to kill him. Yeah. And take his place. <laughs> okay. Or he was going or to kill him. He was period. going to come in and say, "Master, the plot has been revealed. I have brought here to sacrifice the four highest Jedi, and would have sliced them up and da da da." But no, Luke is chickened out at the last minute. 
couldn't have a black man be his villain uh. coming up, and he had to kill him off. So he throws him out the window. It's pathetic. It could have been really, really awesome. Times. He's it's reading way too much. Way into too it. much. I don't you give Lucas that much so credit much. to be that brilliant. And well, last it's a shame, but not least, because it would have been is, awesome. But it's so much of, fun. This isn't even the type of thing that I can just do for fun and think about during the because the, the theory just falls to pieces. pieces. Watch the movie. Tiny pieces. Watch the movie. Must I? With the with the with the thinking that Mace Windu is an agent of the Sith. Hey, it's hard enough there. watching the movie thinking it's good. <laughs> I know, it's but terrible. you know what? This might help. Might help the next viewing. Because let's let's face it, it's rough viewing. It is. It's rough. It's terrible. But, but I, you know you're gonna we're geeks. We're gonna encounter this you, movie again whether Mace we like Windu, it or not. Mace Windu is an agent of the Sith. Lies. They cut it out at the eleventh hour. I think all these theories are fun. I like that theory. Thank That's you. It's a fun theory. Thank you. Fun it, ha- it has some it has some legs, it has so, some teeth. Where is your fun? Well, my fun, fun is watching good movies. Man, <laughs> it's hard enough watching watching movies Listen. that aren't in, that are like mediocre. I gotta go back and watch shit movies and pretend that they're good. But these, but these aren't shit. Well, except for this last case in point, most of these movies aren't shit movies. These are movies yeah. that we have seen uh, so many times that we can quote huge chunks of it. It's neat to be able to be able to see them with a new set of eyes. It is, however, I argue that. Uh, just to look around this condo, there are so many movies I haven't seen. I don't have time to be watching movies twice and three times But again, anymore. these are movies you're not going to have a choice. Eventually, you're going to go to someone's house, and oh, look, Ferris Bueller or Taxi Driver is on. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's go watch it, because we know it's a good movie, and even though you've seen it a thousand times, here's one new way to see it different. It's like Mulholland Drive. There's like four or five no, right, that's a bad no, example. No, that's a bad, that's a bad, bad example. example. What? That's a great movie. <laughs> it's a bad example because there are four or five different ways to I mean, do it. I mean, really, there's none of them make just, any sense. There's ultimately just one way that Lynch would have you see it, but there's a lot of... It's, it's drugs? open for a lot yes. of interpretation. <laughs> Smash my head through a plate glass it's window and then watch the movie, bleeding. Naked, yeah. on, on crack. Covered in pickle juice. Amputated. Love that's that how he wants you to watch it. That movie's fucking crazy. Oh my god, just skip to the part where she masturbates and cries, yeah. and then yes. put on something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this, we skip to the part where we end this couch cast. It's about time. Yeah, buddy. listen to you, you poor, poor man. Uh. Poor Jeff's had a long day, mm. and so we keep him on for extra time just because we're bastards. So I am Master Torgo. <laughs> Mace Windu is an agent of the Sith. Jeff, all Jeff can do is shake his head, apparently. Yep. And, uh, and, and 80s Jeff, Jeff over there. Oh, my God. We're all out. See you next week in Geek, folks. Have fun. Not an agent of the Sith. You're an idiot. An you agent... need to watch the movie again and here, realize here, here's what the, Here's the thought. Here's the thought. Episode one's all in Cameron's mind. I don't like you. Not even a little. <laughs> we still gonna die? And now, back to Saturday's Super Cave. Coming up next!